Hey, you guys, it's Mimi with my co-host, JB. This is episode 47. And we're actually, before we actually, okay, we're going to do, I forgot, I'm sorry. We're going to do appreciation. appreciation and then stories, or is this just appreciation? No, we're going to do appreciations and then the stories. Okay, so we're going to take the time out to actually give every country and then stay in the United States. Um, a shout out for all of our listeners. Because, uh, well, you guys are awesome. Because we appreciate everything. Yeah. Okay. So, the countries that we have listening to us. And I'm so sorry. Once again, you guys should already know this. I butchered the fuck out of some words. So, I'm sorry if I can't pronounce all these. I'm going to try my hardest. Um. This is probably one of the main reasons why we're not going to go into the counties or cities or whatever in these countries because you guys would be so fucking pissed off by the way I even tried to pronounce this shit. First one, France, Germany, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Guam, Finland, Australia. I'm sorry, Austria. That's how you say it, right? Okay, uh, Mexico, India, uh, Denmark, Singapore, yep. Sweden, Thailand, Slovakia, Ireland, Spain, Turkey, Russia, and the Philippines. You guys are all the countries, besides the United States, you guys are all the countries that are listening to us. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to us. Um the United States, for the listeners, we have Florida, Virginia, Washington, Illinois. Is that how you pronounce it? Illinois, yep. Um, Texas, Michigan, North Carolina, California, Georgia, Colorado, Tennessee, Indiana, Arizona, Iowa, Wisconsin. There you go. <laughs> Maryland, New York, Pennsylvania, District of Columbia. Rhode Island, New Jersey, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Mississippi, Ohio, Massachusetts, Louisiana, South Carolina, Kentucky, Utah, Missouri. And I think that was it. Yep, that was it. So for all you countries and you states, thank you so much for listening to us. You know who you are that are listening to us in those specific places. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please continue to keep listening and just listen. (laughs) All right, so we don't know when we're going to roll this one. This one takes place um, in Pennsylvania? Nope, in Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. Nope. All right. So this story is about Michelle O'Dowd. Is that how you pronounce it? O'Dowd? I thought it was. Okay. Um, Michelle O'Dowd was born February 20th, 1944, with and slightly right after her twin brother, Philip, in Glenridge, New Jersey, to their parents, Philip and Margaret. Um, growing up, Michelle went to... Morvane Seminary. Is that how you pronounce it? I have no idea. I never came across that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> four girls in Pennsylvania and eventually graduated from Virginia Intermont College, 
While in Virginia, in her mind, she was part of the H2 Club, which from what I looked up on it, it's still, um, from what I think I looked up on it, it still exists. It's basically like a teen club. Um, it's 21 years and younger, so that way they don't serve you alcohol, but you can still go in there and club and shit. She was part of that, and she was part of the watercolors. The only thing that I could find with the watercolors is literally watercolors like yeah. you know what i'm talking about like the paint colors type thing um after graduating from there michelle went now this information i actually got from her obituary so i know for a fact that it's like real oh, okay. um after graduating from there michelle went to become a lab a lab technician for 30 years um, and from there, she became a supervisor at the Good Samaritan Hospital in Suffern, New York. Three days before uh, Michelle's birthday in 2003, which was February 17th, Michelle's only son, Philip, suddenly passed away at the age of 29. I cannot find any information on him, how he died or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just said that he was survived by his mom and stuff like that. I couldn't find nothing really on him. Uh, Michelle then retired from work after her son had passed away. And she decided that she was going to move to Jacksonville, Florida to be closer to her brother and her family. Michelle then decided that Michelle then decided that she would work with her brother at Audio's Image International Incorporation. When I looked it up, it's a telemarketing, telecommunication place. Um, her brother, Philip, was the co-founder of Audio Image International, and I actually looked up the place, and it's still around. Oh. It's still in business till this day, so I thought that was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um with the fact that he was like the co-founder and shit, and he was like, "Hell yes, this I'll give you a job." Um, yeah. Michelle, <laughs> Michelle was headed, or she was the head of the accounts receivable in the collections department. Now, at this point, I'm going to tell you about the lady Patty White. Patty White was born in 1972 and used to date Michelle's nephew, who said. Michelle's nephew had said that Patty couldn't hold down a job and she couldn't get her shit together. These are my words. He didn't say she couldn't get her shit together, but that's what I put in there. (laughs) But he did say, like, she couldn't hold down a job and she couldn't get her, you know, couldn't get her life situated or whatever. He said in a nice word. Whatever. She couldn't get her shit together. (laughs) So they broke up in 2011. They dated for a few years. From what I read on, it was like four or five years. Um, when Patty and Michelle's nephew broke up, Patty didn't have any place to go. So Michelle opened her doors for the one-time family member that she actually trusted. Um, she trusted her enough to be able to give her the gate codes, the, the gated complex that she lived in. She allowed Patty to have, uh, to live there free. She was given her odd jobs so that she was still able to make money, even though she wasn't paying rent or any other type of bills. Um, the jobs consisted of like cleaning houses, running errands, stuff like that. After a month of living there, Patty and Michelle got into a fight. No one knows exactly about what. So Patty left back to South Carolina where her her family was actually from. Um, December 1st, 2011, Michelle never showed up for work after 
or never showed up for work and after trying to call her and he didn't get no answers her twin brother decided philip decided that he was going to leave work and go check on his twin sister and the, the little comments that i read like on reddit and stuff like that people they did make comments like how was he able to like just up and leave work and then that's when I did the research and I was like, oh, because he was the co-founder. Yeah, he so was he, the yeah, owner, so he, so he could, could leave anytime yeah. he wanted to. Um, As he got there, he noticed that her car was still there. So Not he, to catch up, but some a lot of people would like, you know, if something's, if they know like their sibling or a family member, like if that's not a, something, they get that feeling like something's right, not right, they're going to leave or be like, hey, look, can I go something, I, you know, like they're never late. Something's wrong. Exactly. And you know, it's and then most places are gonna be like, yeah, you know, at least hopefully they'll be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And, exactly. Know, of course, not in like all places, but, <laughs> but luckily he was able to go and do that. How sad, but yeah. Um, as he got there, that's when he noticed that her car was still there. So he began to walk up to. This is where I got confused because the things that I read on was they made it seem like she lived in like her own house instead of a gated community. And then other things made it seem like she lived like in an apartment complex. See, this, that was some of the stuff that I read, but you can still need it because um, there a, are a code to get, to in. get in. Even if, if there's an apartment, because there's some places like, you know, we drive by that, and especially in some of the bigger cities, even though they're apartments. You still need a passcode to get in. Right. Um, either way, he eventually got to her front door. He noticed the front door was partially open. Um, when he walked in, he noticed that her dog, Maxie, was still there. I only got the doggy's name because I was also in her obituary. I know. <coughs> um from what I read, Philip had walked around the house three times calling out her name. He noticed that the house was tore upside down. Chairs and tables were all flipped over. It looked like the main thing that he kept noticing on was an empty bottle of vodka that was just sitting on the table. And what I'm thinking is maybe Michelle wasn't really a drinker. So for the empty bottle of vodka, maybe she went a heavy drinker or something like that. So for an empty bottle just to be laying there. Because from what I read on the... um. A news report thing for uh, Jacksonville said that the police even noticed the liquor bottle, and they were like, "This like when they walked into the apartment, they were like, this this looks staged, like yeah. this don't look right." Um, as Philip started walking around or started walking back out, I, um, he finally noticed the foot underneath a Christmas tree. When he grabbed her ankle, he realized that it was cold, and he immediately called nine one one. Um, one of the things that I read though that he walked through the house like three times calling out her name before he even even seen her. Um, but then you also, which is a weird coincidence that we happen to come across the same story. Um, but you got you found a little bit of different details than me. So yeah, mine because what I came across is said she was found on a um on a bed in the presence or on top of her. But, right. And then see, and then other articles, it kind of, when you hear, like, it said she was under presence, most people would go to assume a Christmas, a Christmas tree. tree. So, like, so some of them didn't really specify a place. And then there was a couple articles that 
news articles that it came across it said she was on a bed so she was either but either way she was so she was underneath presents. christmas presents which is fucking disgusting um when the police showed up they found michelle's body just how philip explained the police told michelle uh i'm sorry police found michelle underneath the christmas tree or she was in the bed um either way she was underneath the presence um now correct me if i'm wrong on this from the things that i read i don't know if you read this uh she had a towel over her face and it was covered in complete blood yes everything i came across said okay. she had a bloody rag over her face yes um and she had the presence all over her body mm-hmm. like they were trying to hide her body um as police looked around they immediately thought that the place had been staged um the police as police began to investigate they seen that two transactions on michelle's debit card were made in jacksonville on the on the way to south carolina um even though patty tried to disguise herself she managed to get a thousand dollars out of the two transactions um sorry she tried to disguise herself, but um, Michelle's family still was able to recognize her. Yeah, the bitch. So I, I don't want to say too much because I do. You know she's out of jail right now. I ain't trying to get. I ain't trying to get us that in trouble or not. I couldn't find that either. I didn't look into it. Oh, you didn't look into it. I, didn't I tried to that. see if she was out, but I couldn't find it. Maybe I did, and I can't remember. I'm just trying, I'm trying to get a suit. Um, <laughs> not that anybody listens to this like that. <laughs> Diarrhea. Yes. <laughs> um, police actually connected that it was Patty. She had already she was already in South Carolina. Uh December 2nd, 2011 at 3 40 p.m. Police pulled over a car with Patty inside. Her mother was driving. Police took Patty to the police station and questioned her. Um now this i don't know if you read it or not um i read two different stories on several different articles one said that when they brought her in they only questioned her about certain things i guess maybe they didn't have enough evidence or something like that or proof or whatever they had to let her go but then they eventually had to go back and arrest her and then the other thing that i read was that as soon as they brought her in they started questioning her about michelle's murder and everything else and she just open I think, I think that was the one that i came across for I, I i don't i can't recall what i just know that she did during a time of questioning she did end up confessing to the murder both ones that i read they said that she eventually did admit it but I even though they let her go the on the one they let her go when when she came back she admitted to it but then the second thing that i was reading on several things they said that she admitted immediately and they never did let her go but I, it, it's I back and yeah, forth I, d- I, don't, I don't it was like an even you. amount things yeah. that i was reading um either way she eventually admitted that she um killed michelle um she admitted to beating her and strangling her to death patty admitted that it was all over money that's she- sad <laughs> Oh, basically over a thousand dollars. It don't even matter how much money it is. No, yeah. Because in the end, you got to live with that guilt. 
You got to deal with the family. You got to deal with so much more yeah, than that, you, that you money that some, you even you got. Take, like, this lady was a nice person and you murdered her for, for what? Like, for like that's ridiculous. What that that thousand dollars wouldn't even put a dent on your fucking bill money? Why? Oh, okay. Um, she admitted that it was all over money. She said that she had staged the house to try to make it look like someone had broken and robbed her. Um, that made no sense, and then decided to like bury her under Christmas presents. I, I guess that's what I don't understand. What was the... That's that? my little comment right there. That's what I, I was trying to read. I was like, it was, what I wrote was, it wasn't anything that I read, but just by her staging it, by covering her face, when you when you, when you you beat the shit out of her and you put the, the towel over her face, that right there immediately shows remorse. You felt some kind of remorse of the fact that after you did it, you couldn't even look at her or anything else. You covered her. So you felt some type of feelings, connection towards this lady, and you you still killed her for what? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, da, da, da. Patty, wa- Patty was charged for the murder of Michelle. Philip, her brother, said that there's no worse feeling in, than finding your sister brutally murdered over a stupid debit card. I feel so bad for him. I know. I feel sorry for him because he. And like they say, twins, like they, you know, if you're in not just twins, but what are they? Triplets, quadruples, whatever. They have a different type of connection than regular siblings because they literally share that fucking womb together. So I can just imagine, like, literally, you spent your whole life shoulder to shoulder with this, this girl, your whole life, and she's gone. And I felt so bad for him. Um, he also said that Michelle loved that he loved Christmas. Or ah, Philip also said that Michelle loved this time of year. She absolutely loved Christmas time. She took the decorating, which reminded me of you with Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> she took the decorating very, very seriously. Um, she would, after she would decorate her house and everything else, she would actually go to work to the offices and the buildings at the company and she would decorate the offices and all that. Aww. Like she loved freaking Christmas. Um, Michelle's nephew, which was Patty's ex-boyfriend and her Michelle's brother, Philip said, how sick can you be to bury somebody underneath some underneath children's gifts? They were all mad because she cleaned. They were all mad. Like the family was mad at Patty because she actually cleaned the houses for them. She even watched the smaller children for them. So that would literally like that would fuck me up. Like, bitch, I had you babysitting my kids and you and go you go and kill their fucking aunt. Um they said it that they said that if Patty would have just asked asked Michelle for the thousand dollars, no matter how much the money was, even after a fight, because remember I said that they had a fight and that's the reason why she left. Yeah. And nobody knows what the fight was about. I'm believing it was about money. Maybe because even though she asked her, maybe she she went about it the wrong way and was being disrespect disrespectful. And Michelle was probably like, "Listen, like you know, 
you're gonna have to change some of this shit let me help you out some way or something but that's the only thing i could think of because why in the fuck else would you turn around and come back um and kill her for a fucking thousand dollars um but michelle was sweet enough that she would have just gave her the money um patty pled guilty to avoid (laughs) which this pisses me off about people who murder people just because you plead guilty you you avoid life sentences the the like i said before the death penalty that's a whole nother you know thing it depends on the situation blah 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 but just because you say oh yeah i'm guilty you don't you don't get life how is that fair you took someone else's life yeah um she got 45 years which pisses me off. Bitch. You don't deserve, you you deserve a hell of a lot more than that. Did you put Patty's age or did you just say what year she was? Mm, from what I think I remember she was about 40 years old. So she was in her late 30s, extremely early early 40s. Once she gets out. Mhm. Uh she got 45 years. She will be released in 2058 at the age of 86. Patty's family refuses to speak on, speak out to anyone, not the media, nothing. Yeah, because you know what your your fucking daughter did and your family member did. And the fact that her mom, you can't tell me that her mom didn't know that she had just fucking killed that old woman and stole $1,000. And you're driving around in that car the day after driving it around and you have no comments to anybody. Listen, I back my kids up on a lot of shit, but murder ain't going to be one of them. You're right. Um, all the neighbors, which this right here actually literally disgusted me. All the neighbors heard her screaming, heard Michelle screaming, but never reached out to try to call help or anything. When I was listening to this podcast on this, which I couldn't find too much, too many podcasts about this thing. But the one that I was listening to, I'm not going to call out the specific name. They made a comment where they were like, oh, well, you know, there's been plenty of times where there's been situations where we, you know, I should have called 911, but I didn't. The one lady specifically said that she remembers hearing her neighbors fighting, fist fighting. But the reason why she didn't, like, she thought they were over there literally fucking each other up. But the reason why she didn't call the cops because she knew they were drinking. Hello, they've been drinking. You don't think they're not going to kill each other? That's the worst time. It's not like they're sober out there just fighting yeah. out of anger. They're fucked up right now. I'm not personally going to call the cops, but if I hear somebody screaming for help, I'm calling the fucking cops. And especially because you have people that hit like a certain kind of voice. Exactly. Of you know it's like, wait, something is wrong. Like my kids, they go outside and they scream all day, every fucking day. They're like, ah! But there's a difference between between them screaming, arguing, and shit like that, and a fear and panic in their screams. Mm-hmm. You can tell the difference. And from what I read, if she really was in an apartment building type thing, how disgusting of you neighbors not to fucking even call for a welfare check. She's an old lady. What if she fell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What if she fell and broke her hip or something? She couldn't get up and she's screaming. And that's just how she sounds. And nobody, she could have died from a broken hip because y'all left her there. <laughs> I'm sorry, this story really got to me. <laughs> it made me mad. Because elderlies, like to me, are like 
kids and and yeah, animals they know, can't defend themselves some, it, you know because anybody could just like make a call because it is very common where people just you know they fall and then they could be laying on the ground for days what the time when we went to the fucking hotel and i fell in the shower i was just laying there like, i don't remember i was drunk but you were like yeah right and i'm like what <laughs> The only reason why you came in there is because you heard the fucking thump. I was out. <laughs> okay. so that's the end of the first story. Yay. Okay. Say Cornelia. Do a sponsor. Okay, this is our second story. And this one takes place on January 1st, 2014. Police responded to a car off the road around 5.30 p.m. that had been burnt. When police investigated, they saw a body inside. Rewind from January 1st, 2014 to December 27, 2013. Uh, William John Stevenson, a.k.a. Bill. Sorry, I forgot his name for a second. <laughs> um, was reported missing by his job when he never showed up for his work after a two-day vacation. They told the police that Bill left the farm around 2.30 p.m. on Christmas um, 2013. Okay, so before they found Bill's body in the car, spoiler alert, uh, Danielle can't, I apparently did not write this story good. <laughs> um, well, at least you tried. <laughs> Danielle Kier and Darren Lewis had been smoking ice, aka crack. <laughs> yes, that's all I ever written in my note. I have that aka crack written big. Um, <laughs> and they were just sitting around talking. And Danielle said that she wanted to kill somebody. What? <laughs> I mean, I never did no type of chemicals that I damn sure never fucking did ice or crack. So I don't know nothing about how your mindset works. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I really don't want to do any type of drug that makes me feel like I want to go kill somebody. <laughs> um. So, December 25th, 2013, Bill, Daniel, and Darren were driving around, and Darren said that he had a pee. So, they pulled off on the side of a dirt road. Um, they gave the road descriptions and stuff like or the names and stuff like that, but for things like this, I don't really like, because it's just like a typical crime story. I don't really yeah. want to put it out there like that, um, just for the respect for the rest of the family, you know, who wants somebody to show up at the murder site um they pulled up on the side of the road um that's when darren got out to go pee danielle i this part i don't understand she decided that she was going to go get out of the car too but she was going to change into a dress um which confused me but i guess at the same time bill got out of the car too but i guess he wasn't really focused on them he was just kind of like probably like 
I don't know, smoking a cigarette, kicking rocks, looking the other direction while they're doing their own fucking thing. Like, let me stretch my legs. All of them were in the car together? Yes. Okay. Um, I guess I'm assuming Danielle and Bill had already knew each other prior. Um, I really could not find too much information on the background. I'm pretty sure this took place in, like, um, the UK or something. It took oh, place outside of, yeah, okay. it was in a different country. So I really couldn't find too much on it, although I really did try. I even went, like, five deep Google pages, okay? <laughs> That's big for me. I know, you usually have at, like, three. Yeah. yeah, especially when all the sites repeat the same thing. So I really couldn't find, um, like, how she knew him or nothing like that. Like, even with the, the, the jury and everything mm -hmm. the court and all that they really didn't put out too much information that i could find so darren was peeing danielle was changing into a dress i'm assuming that bill was just like kicking rocks walking down the street like do 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 you guys do you let me stretch my legs um in my notes i wrote what was the point even changing to the dress i don't know <laughs> As Darren was walking back up to the car, that's when Danielle smiled at him. She took a rock and she bashed Bill upside the head. She then stabbed him in the face, neck, and chest with a hunting knife. As he tried to run away, he was begging for his life and he was chased down and beaten with a branch. Did it say like why they wanted to kill Bill? I will tell you why oh, okay. later. Like I have like at least, at least two more pages. I have like a reason. <laughs> it's a fucked up, stupid, petty reason, but you know. So two of the things. One of the things that I read was that he was trying to run for his life, and they chased him down in the car. Like I'm assuming, like he was like running down the fucking dirt road, and they got in the car and, and chased him. Over? Not ran him over, but just, just caught up. Um, and then the other thing that I read was that he really didn't get that far and they was able to catch up with him. Um, and I then he like was... he couldn't have gotten that... No, he was stabbed in the yeah. freaking face, neck, and chest. Like, the face is one thing, but you know, I, I know but like the neck and like chest... Do, I know oh, adrenaline yes. can do some crazy stuff. Now that I didn't even think of. Because when you're in that moment, like... You don't even care. Yeah, you got those stories where, like, mamas be lifting cars up to save them babies. I'm trying to tell you, when I fucked up my hip and my son was like, I thought my dogs were attacking my son, but they were licking him to death. But I didn't know that at the time. And I literally killed myself trying to get from one side of the street to the other to save him. And I got over there and then they were licking him. I was so mad. My <laughs> hip was fucked up, man. <laughs> um... But at that time, you don't care about pain. Like, you just you just yeah. go. Especially in something like this. You just fucking go. Um, I don't know exactly how they caught, how they were caught, but they were arrested. Um, Darren told the police that after Bill was dead, Danielle had put his body in the car and set it on fire. But before she decided to do all that, she told him that she wanted to have sex next oh to gosh. Bill's dead body. That's what I know. <laughs> Darren said Danielle had an obsession with the movie Kill Bill. And she was and as she was beating Bill, 
she was screaming, die, 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 over and over and over. Darren said they, or he said the only thing that he participated in the crime was that he hit Bill one time with a branch. In my opinion, I believe that, especially because you're high on ice, you were, if you were able to lay down and have sex next to a dead body, you can't tell me that you only hit that man once. Sorry, not sorry. That's disgusting, period. That's so gross. Um, Danielle told the police that Darren did everything and that he was out of control and she was scared. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, that's what I put in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> they were pointing fingers back and forth to each other. Um, Darren told the police that he knew where the knife was that was that had stabbed um bill um danielle had three in a lake i didn't put the lake name even right. though they gave it um while doing their while the police were doing their investigations um they came across an ex-roommate danielle uh an ex-roommate of danielle's and his name was wayne i'm pretty sure it gave his last name but i did not put his last name I don't like putting people out that's still alive like that. <laughs> this guy really didn't have nothing to do with it. Yeah, we didn't have anything to do with it. He just happened to live with her. I know. Um, when he's seen the story go wide, you know, like, whatever. Getting the media attention. Yeah, he came forward and he told the police that Danielle had a weird obsession with bones and that she kept a crate full of bones inside her room when he lived with her and she would tell him all the time that she wanted to add a human school to her collections. At this point, this is when he felt that she was a borderline murderer and kicked her out. <laughs> and I put you. in my notes, bye Felicia. <laughs> Good for you, Wayne. I know. Follow that intuition, boy. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> um, after hearing Darren and Danielle's stories, the police found out that Darren they found Darren's story to be more credible with how the attack how they predicted the mm-hmm. attack to go. Danielle or Darren received ten years for admitting the fact of everything. He gave details, all that, so they gave him ten years. Um at this point, especially with Danielle's um sentencing, it it, it blew my mind of like the years that she got, but then I remember this is a different country. Um, <laughs> Danielle received 21 years after pleading guilty. I, I don't really know what Australia's this, because this took place in Australia. Did I say this took place in the UK? Yeah. I okay, it was in the UK. I'm so sorry. It's Australia. Um, I don't know what their their like for murder, attempted murder, bullshit things like that. I don't know what their 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 shit is, but um, I guess if you plead guilty for literally murdering somebody, you literally just have to do twenty one years. I think it's completely disgusting and fucked up. But you know, every country has their own thing going on. Yeah. Um, they did tell Danielle that she had to do at least sixteen years before she was even eligible for parole. Uh, Tracy Stevenson, Bill's sister-in-law, said that Bill was a hardworking guy. He was honest, he was trustworthy, and he was just a good guy in general. And he trusted the wrong people at the wrong time. 
um, police said that Danielle showed no remorse completely through the whole situation. The but one, yeah, and only get twenty one years. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that that my I I I don't know how to say it. Like they kept saying, like with like his brother and stuff, they kept saying he was around the wrong people at the wrong time because he was. You know, he was hanging around people with ice that they would get crack off the streets and everything else. This wouldn't happen, blah, 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 blah. But here, like, in the United States, we've seen, like, I don't know exactly what how it goes on in other countries, but we've seen it. Drugs don't have nothing to do with how people fucking act. If they want to murder somebody and be disgusting and nasty and everything else, they're going to fucking do it. Drugs don't even have to be involved. Because clearly she had the obsession because she intensified it. it. Yeah. But, um... It, it to me from the story it seems like she wanted she at some point she was going to commit she was already fucked up to begin with for the simple fact that she was keeping bones in a fucking crate in her room so something already mentally wasn't right yes I do not like I'm not sitting here condoning drugs period especially crack but you can't sit here and blame it all on that when she was clearly already mentally not fucking there. And I, my own personal opinion, don't hate me. I don't like the lady that played, what's her name? Uma, whatever. Oh, uh, the lady that played yeah. as Kill Bill. I only watched the first one one time. Couldn't get into it. Didn't like her as an actor. I've never seen a movie that she played in after that movie or before that movie. Didn't like it. Not interested. But I've never had an obsession with the movie to the point where I'm like, I have to go do this. <laughs> like, like, And then you literally, like, and I feel bad for the guy. And I'm not laughing about the situation, but I feel bad for the guy. But I've never, like, how do you have an obsession with a movie so bad that you literally go find a person named Bill or no person named Bill to go fucking kill him? And then on top of it, around Christmas, on Christmas. Yeah, that's just. Knowing that he was probably a sweet, caring guy, you probably he probably looked down at you because he probably knew that you were a fucking junkie, and you were down and out. So if you said I need, I need, I need, he was probably one of those people that were just like, let me give, let me try to help you, let me help you get better or something. And you took advantage of that man. That's how I fucking took that shit. <laughs> y'all, y'all rude. <laughs> Okay, so we don't have crime stories, but we have, because it's December, Christmas superstitions. Mm -hmm. All right, so the first one is eat an apple at midnight on Christmas Eve for good health all year round. Never heard of that one. Yeah, some of these are ones I've never heard of. I was just like, okay. Um, The second one is leaving a Christmas tree undecorated will... Attract negative energy and evil spirits. Well, let me tell you something. Spirits. Sorry. If my kids don't get in there and decorate that damn Christmas tree. <laughs> this, that's their thing. I do all the other things. Well, I don't do heights with Christmas lights. My brother does that. But the other Christmas decorations, I don't care if it's the day before. I get most of them out. But that Christmas tree, that's the kids' job. They enjoy doing that. And this year, they're just like, yeah. There ain't no yeah. <laughs> You're going to get in there and fucking decorate it. Especially if it attracts negative energy and evil spirits. No, no, no. <laughs> and number three. The Irish 
allegedly, mm-hmm. proud of myself for being able to read that word, mm-hmm. <laughs> believe that gates of the heaven open at midnight on Christmas Eve. Those who die, <laughs> oh my God, those who die at that time <laughs> go straight through without having to wait for purgatory. Okay, so that's basically like where the big lawyer's standing out there at the gates with his book. Like, let me check to see if you can pass through or not. <laughs> no, they're basically saying instead of, because, you know, have some say like pur- purgatory where you're not in one place or the other, you're just kind of in the middle just waiting. Oh! And then, um, but they're saying I thought like, that was in between they open, the, they open up the gates where you automatically can go to heaven and seven and a half to like. I guess. Well, now I need to figure out with the Irish thing because, like, from what I was always like thinking, like, or what I was grew up to believe is that, like, when you get up there, or like when you die. Never mind. <laughs> I could be wrong. It could be me. <laughs> Because I wrote, I, wrote that a, I wrote that a while ago, so I don't... No, because what you said, this is going to have to be edited, but what you were saying, I literally had something I was going to say, but then when I was trying to explain it, I totally forgot what the fuck I was going to say. So it's all good. All right. All right, so that's episode 47. Hope you guys enjoyed, and keep listening. Um... For our next episode, I will have some new updates for you guys. So make sure you listen. Keep following. Keep liking. Keep sharing. Keep telling people to listen to us. All that good shit. Thank you, guys. Bye.